0: The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor, and it do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning, friends. Our scripture reading today is 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. Verse 11, and then to Elijah, God said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of God, for God is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before God, but God was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake. After the, earthquake, or after the earthquake came a fire, but God was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Other translations refer to this in many ways. There was a sound of sheer silence, a thin, quiet sound, the sound of a gentle breeze. Elijah heard the still, small voice of God. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here? Will you pray with me? Spirit of God, thank you for being present here with us, even in a whisper. Thank you for your light within us and around us. Help us focus our attention on you. I ask that you open this passage in a way that confirms your truth within us. Teach us something new about your way. In Jesus' name, amen. When I named myself Elijah at 17 years old, I didn't anticipate giving a message about Elijah. So it sounds like I'm speaking in third person, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, I wonder, do you ever think about God's voice? By the time Elijah reached the part of this story that we had just read about, he probably had an idea of how God would show up what God's voice might sound like. He was scared for his life and he was exhausted. He was, as we say, burned out. Elijah was seeking respite and safety in a cave and seemed hopeful that he would hear from God. At this point, God instructs Elijah to go stand on the mountain for God is about to pass by. Now, 400 years before, Moses had been asked to do the same thing. Moses stood on a mountain, and God appeared to him in an earthquake, wind, and fire. Moses was overwhelmed by God's presence. Elijah might have hoped for a recreation of that worship experience. I think sometimes we hope for the same thing. The wind begins to blow, mildly at first, But we can sense a storm brewing. Before long, the windstorm is knocking over trees and sending rocks down the side of the mountain. Debris flies overhead, and like Elijah, we take cover. In Hebrew and in Greek, the word for wind means the same as the word for breath. We need the context to understand the meaning but sometimes we can experience God in a new way when we insert the opposite meaning. So I've heard it said that we can imagine the wind that parted the Red Sea so that the Israelites could cross over to find their liberation on the other side. We can imagine that wind as God's breath parting the waters. Or on the day of Pentecost, the wind that blew through the house was the same as Jesus breathing on the disciples just a few days before and saying to them, receive the Holy Spirit. But Elijah doesn't see it that way. And sometimes we don't either. Sometimes the wind is just the wind. And then the earth begins to quake, violently groaning under our feet. Maybe it's like the earthquake that tore the veil of the Holy of Holies, allowing each of us direct access to God. We brace ourselves in the doorways of our homes, our church buildings, our safe places. Elijah cowers in the cave, and still nothing, no sight or sound of God anywhere in our midst. Finally, the fire. Flames roaring wildly, consuming everything in sight. By the time the fire dies down, all that's left is a gentle breeze blowing. And that is when we hear it, the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. At St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, there is something called the Holy Door. This is a door that leads into the worship space, but it is only opened a few times every century during a year of Jubilee. In fact, most of the time, it's sealed shut with brick and mortar. Within that mortar, masons place a zinc box that's filled with gold and silver and a key to the door. During the year of Jubilee, the pope will ceremoniously begin the deconstruction process, tapping the door with a gold hammer three times. Hundreds of thousands of devoted Catholics travel from all around the world in order to pass through the door. Many collect pieces of the brick and rubble to carry home with them as sacred relics. We dwell within a tradition that encourages us to encounter God whenever and however we choose rather than only encountering God when allowed by a pope or a priest. There is no brick and mortar in our open worship. But I wonder if we were only allowed to pass through the holy door of our heart into open worship on a few special occasions in our lifetime, how differently would we approach this opportunity for worship It seems so easy to take for granted our access to God. It's often easy to take for granted the holiness of this moment. It is easy to ignore the wind. And sometimes it is just the wind. But sometimes we even miss the still, small voice of God, the voice that beckons us closer, And because that voice is so accessible to us, I wonder if we often miss the message entirely. Like Elijah, we know what God's voice is going to sound like, right? We know what that voice will say. Sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we don't know how God will show up or what God's voice will sound like or what God's message will be. But the good news is this, God is persistent. God's presence will take a new form as often as it takes to catch our attention. God is persistent, no matter what it takes. In Elijah's case, God sent three natural disasters, and then when that didn't work, God showed up in a whisper. And there is a unique beauty in that voice that sounds like a gentle breeze. You see, the whisper isn't just a lower volume, and it's not just used for dramatic effect. God's whisper is an invitation. In order to hear that still, small voice of God, we have to draw closer. As James chapter 4 says, as we draw close to God, God draws closer to us. The Holy Spirit is beckoning us, inviting us into a deeper relationship, a more intimate encounter. God is here, waiting to be noticed, whatever it takes. What does the voice of God sound like to you? What might we be missing in worship? How might we respond to the invitation to draw closer?